Welcome to the Oblivious Maximus podcast for another episode. I'm Aaron Osborne, your and the host of this podcast. Um, This is episode 79. Uh, This week, my guest is my friend Dakota Gordon, who is an amazing photographer, um, currently based in Sydney, um, who's I've known for a long time and loves, you know, very similar music and... uh, has done awesome work f- photography-wise for bands for many years and um, has done solo exhibitions and things that display a lot of the stuff that she's really interested in, particularly the Australian, I suppose, landscape art that she's, uh, you know, taken photos of uh, recently, which has been really cool. Um, we talked about Through Silver and Blood uh, by Neurosis, which is her favorite record and a record that I really like as well. So it was cool to have a chat about it. Um, it's a record that I hadn't really listened to much of in the last, I suppose, couple of years of my life, but, uh, one that I definitely listened to a lot when I was younger and, um, Neurosis are a band that obviously, uh, had a huge, have and continue uh, to have a huge impact on metal and post metal and, you know, lots of different genres of music. So it was cool to chat about, you know, uh, an album that's really significant to that genre of music, but also really significant to, you know, myself and the guest. And, um, yeah, it was just a, a fun chin wag. Um, you can check out Dakota's photography, um, just Google her name and look up her work. Um, but she was very kind enough to let me use one of her photos for the cover of this podcast. Um, so thank you for that. And thank you to Patty, my friend, who um, put the logo and the art all together for that as well. Um, But yeah, as I've previously mentioned, if there's anyone you want me to talk to or record you want me to talk about, let me know. Leave a review of the podcast if you want. Um, Follow us on all the social media stuff. Just look up Oblivious Maximus. Um, And yeah, I'm excited about doing these and it's been really fun talking to lots of different people and hopefully get to keep that going, um, you know, throughout the time that we're spent in isolation. It's been tricky not bringing that up with every guest or not rabbiting on too much about it, but it is, I think, very relevant to the time that we're in. So it is good to talk about it. Um, There's a bit of glass walking in this episode, which is brought up quite regularly, which is quite funny. Um, But uh, yeah, it was a really fun episode. Um, Please enjoy episode 79 of the Oblivious Maximus podcast with Dakota Gordon talking about Through Silver and Blood by Neurosis. Fucking brutal. Thank you for coming and talking to me about this Neurosis record. And by coming to talk to me, I mean answering your phone in your house <laughs> no worries um all right well let's start off well I'll say, I'll say the name of the record so you chose through silver and blood yes why did you choose through silver and blood um well it's just personally it's my favorite neurosis record and um also in my personal opinion i believe it's their best um and their most powerful record so yeah i just i think it it really holds a importance in heavy music in general, and um, I'd say it's definitely my favourite heavy record of all time, if not any record of all time. 
that's a a very good, uh, you know, resounding statement for it. Um, it, I, I mean, obviously I know the record. It's definitely not, it was, I don't, it's definitely not the first neurosis thing I heard. Um, but it, I think like when I was trying to think, when I was listening to it the other day, I was trying to think what was the first thing I heard of neurosis. And I, I do think, I mean, I think the first thing I ever heard was, watching the locust star like live at ozfest oh, Oz video one? Yeah. yeah yeah the best live performance of all time yeah and i think like there's a there's a comment on the youtube clip for it that just says the in, like all caps it's like this version is better than the record <laughs> like, yeah honestly it's um i'd say it's almost as good it's it's insane awesome. And they all look very young. (laughs) Yeah, and very skinny as well, I (laughs) realised. I, when I was thinking about it too, I was like, when would I have seen that? And then I sort of worked backwards and pieced together that I must, it must be one of the music videos that I like downloaded off LimeWire on my mum's like home computer. Yep. It's definitely a LimeWire video for sure. And, you (laughs) know, the- Launch.yahoo.com or something. (laughs) And the file was probably just like neurosis (laughs) underscore brutal underscore (laughs) Ozfest. Yep. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, I remember like, I remember watching that video and I guess at the time when I heard it, I definitely wasn't, I suppose I probably wasn't listening to- like doomy stuff yet i don't yeah. think like i think at, at, at that stage i still would have been i don't know maybe 14 or 15 or maybe 13 or 14 probably like still yeah. very heavily like everything was pantera everything yeah. you know but hearing that was like oh okay so metal doesn't need to be super fast or like groovy yeah, yeah. when was like when do you remember when you first heard the record or got into it yeah, it was um it was actually the first uh neurosis I listened to. So um I'd say it was maybe ten or so years ago. I actually can't pinpoint a, a specific time, but I, I do remember when I heard I for the first time and I was just like, Okay, this band is it's just nothing like I've ever heard before. I was already sort of, you know, listening to Godflesh and a lot of other experimental bands like you know, ISIS and all man gloom and stuff. But yeah, yeah, obviously, you know, neurosis were, you know, they're kind of a, well, definitely a, a pioneering band of, of that whole genre of music. So I just came across it. Um, and I was just like, yeah, holy fuck. This is <laughs> insane. Yeah. I think like, I, I guess I didn't, I don't sort of associate, I don't know. I have a weird, relationship with with bands like this where i don't link them in my head to like being well i guess like the one of the defining things about this record is this record's like a point that sort of like changed metal like after this all the like post-metal like isis and bands like that started coming out of like yeah because of this record at least uh, to my knowledge um but to me, neurosis is. I always associate neurosis with like doom bands, really, like w- with like sleep or not that they sound the same, yeah. but like a part of that. I guess because it was the same timing. Well, even um, Mastodon, yeah, like there's just that. I feel like they've influenced so many different 
people and musicians in a whole range of genres of music as well, which I think is really cool because usually you just get a, a band that kind of, I guess, paves the way for sort of one genre of music, whereas Neurosis have carried that through to multiple genres yeah. as well, which I think is awesome. Well, I think you can like, I mean, it's no secret in a band like Mastodon because they have, you know, these guys sing on their records and stuff, but like- Yeah, yeah. You can like, I mean, just in, in the singing on this record, you can hear where that band like- Oh, this is how we should sing. <laughs> like that's yeah, that's yeah, where they got exactly. it from, you know. Yeah. Um, but it, it's I think another thing too that I mean I guess you know I know now, but I suppose at the time another thing was this music is like I mean it's obviously very emotionally driven too, and not yeah yeah for sure. It's and not that's that's a a big part of what I love about it is that it is very emotionally driven and it's very honest music. That, yeah. Yeah, you can just absolutely relate to it and you can tell that it's just pure honesty and it's raw and it's yeah well yeah i, I mean <laughs> i didn't i like i guess when i suppose again at the time like being younger and first hearing records like this it the like the music that i was listening to you know it went from being like very juvenile in in yeah. that, like the emotion like, like being like not people equal shit <laughs> yeah, yes yeah. they do <laughs> yeah a real like fuck you dad type mentality yeah. <laughs> and then and then the opposite end of that was like like hyper aggression like obviously death metal and you know slayer and things like that where it's like yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's you know which is great that that's what that is but then a band like this sort of rides i suppose maybe like a through line between both of that where it's like it's expressing emotion but that emotion isn't always just like you know fuck everything it's kind of like yeah it's just like an emotion that was just sort of lurking in the back of your mind that you didn't actually know was there and then you hear somebody else say it and it's like oh fuck it's just invoked mm. all these feelings and emotions that i didn't realize existed until now as as like an adult now listening to it how how does it make you feel comparatively to when you first heard it for the first time um honestly i like it still feels the same to me every single time i listen to any neurosis song whether it be on through silver and blood or any other record um i get i literally get i get goosebumps every single time because it's they just harness energy and emotions like no other band I've ever listened to. Um, yeah. And it's just, you know, it's obvious that everybody in the band shares an equal role as well. So it's it's just very honest and goosebumps every single time, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, I think, <clears throat> I mean, I think another thing too with a band like this as well was it was, I mean, obviously I think – you know, I've talked about it quite a bit on this now, but like, I mean, the point of music is to perform it really, it, you know, yeah. for, for the most part, particularly for bands that play live yeah. um, and it's to get some sort of response out of people who are watching you. It's not just self-serving, obviously. Yeah, um, yeah. But like, this was another band that, again, I think was one of those bands that really thought about how, you know, like having a person be like credit as a member of the band that's role was making was contributing to how they were live and yeah. that 
I, I don't again I don't know you know older people can probably correct me if I'm wrong but I don't this is sort of the first band that I remember seeing and watching videos of and stuff that was like very consciously paying attention to not just having a backdrop with neurosis written on it like yeah yeah and I feel like they're a band that just like they don't need that yeah literally like they don't need the extravagant you know uh, stage production or or whatever it's just you're just there to listen to them and that is more than enough than any other sort of big artist with a very very extravagant stage production yeah. that I've ever seen I mean I've seen Slayer Iron Maiden King Diamond all all fantastic bands that I love very much but their live performance could never ever compare to just seeing Neurosis with house lights on yeah no visuals nothing it's just <laughs> them and it's just like yeah I just I can't even describe it Sometimes it's very hard for me to just describe how much um, I do love them and, and everything about them, whether it be live or just listening to their records. But, yeah, even the live show is um, even more emotional, I'd say, in terms for yeah. me. Um, I've seen them three times um, and each time was just a different um, set list, a different venue, a different city, and it was every single time it was just the same feelings of just being totally entranced by just watching them the entire time and not getting bored. And I, I can get very bored um, during a live performance, but I just wanted this to literally go on forever. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's funny that too. I mean, I think, uh, you know, we probably both have similar experience in the sense that sometimes you get to when you've been going to lots of shows and particularly like local shows and then yeah. even more beyond that going to like, going to hardcore shows for a long time as well. Like, yeah. you get very in this mindset of, like, if a band's playing for longer than 20 minutes, it's fucking boring as hell and, like, yeah, got to like get out of there. I'm done. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I I mean, I had the, like, I think, not, you know, not surprisingly, but, like, every time that I've seen I Hate God, it's just been like, oh, I just hope this is the rest of my life is just standing here. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But I mean, just, I think yeah. I think there's something there's something to be said for bands like this, though, that obviously, I mean, just in the songs that Neurosis have, like they're not short songs either. No. Like they're, you know, like the, mo- the bulk of this record goes for for 10 minutes, you know, like the track yeah. length. The first track goes for 12 minutes and yeah. it's just, I'm not bored for a single second. Well, and with me, it's, um, I mean, my attention span is very short, which is kind of funny considering that <laughs> a lot of the music I listen to, the songs do go for 20 minutes. For example, Sun. Yep. But I guess it just depends on the, I guess, what the music actually is and, and what it sounds like. It can either reel me in very quickly or I get very bored very easily. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think this record too, when I think about it a lot, I feel like the time that I probably spent most in my life listening to Neurosis or, and in specifically like this record and, um, you know, like Enemy of the Sun and stuff, I think the time that yeah. I, I spent most <laughs> listening to those records was like maybe in like year 11 or 12 when I thought like, you know, it was it was in my head like I gotta go to my mate's place. We're gonna turn all the lights <laughs> off and smoke a bong, and then let's do a record and not talk to each other. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, I've um, I've definitely done the exact same thing, and <laughs> it's, a, it's a really good record to do that too. But it's funny because now, like listening to it, like when I the like I listened to it a couple times, obviously before we did this, and one the yeah. the first of the the listens through, I put it on. I put it on like when I woke up and I just had it playing and I got into the shower and it was just still playing in the background. Like I just had it like in the background, like yeah. it was like, a, it was kind of funny way to start my day on these really long, slow songs. Yeah. That's me almost every morning. <laughs> it's funny because it's, um, you get so encapsulated by the music, but also it's, great background noise oh as yeah well, yeah sometime. well my thing was, was super funny when i was listening to it i was just like you know thinking of the parts that i like and stuff like that and then i like completely forgot that one of the songs has bagpipes on it and it like oh uh, yeah it like really thought about that myself it like <laughs> shocked me in the shower and i like i turned the water <laughs> off because i was like wait <laughs> someone in your House playing bagpipes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who who in the neighbourhood has started bagpiping over top of my yep. neurosis list? Yep. <laughs> but no, I mean, I guess th- things like that too are like, I mean, again, I'm making a lot of new metal references here, but like, obviously, Corn had bagpipes in their songs, but I think yes. the, the sense of them having it was more of like a novelty so that Jonathan Davis could wear kilts. I don't think Oh, was, yeah, for sure. I don't think it was musically minded. They may as well just wanted to pair him with some bagpipes and a kilt and just <laughs> go along with it. Well, he, had that, he had that Adidas, you know, kilt, so he needed to- Ah, uh, yes. Kind of jealous, to be completely honest with you. Sorry, that's just a plane flying over my house at the moment. That's all right. You got planes, you got birds. Yeah, my bird will not- shut up which is fine that's okay it's all good um so out of i mean you obviously you know you said that this is like this is the favorite for you of their records yeah why why does this one stand above the others do you think um i mean i love all of them so it was really hard for me to choose a record by them that i loved yeah but i just think that this one um just invokes way more feeling than any other record and I can relate to it a little bit more just in terms of, I guess, music and and lyrically and stuff like that as well. And um, I just, like, my personal preference as well, I just think it, like, given that it, I feel it, it sort of paved the way for so many other bands and a lot of people say that Times of Grace did, but I think... This record was even more historically important in terms of the, the genre that they're in, and yeah, because they kind of went for from. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's Shush. Um, yeah, they kind of went for you know being a hardcore punk to Souls at Zero was even a bit of a weird record, and you could kind of just see them transcending into into that band, and that was kind of like okay this is what we're supposed to be and this is where we're going to continue with it from now onwards, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, uh, like, I think Times of Grace, I don't know if it's, I mean, not that this one doesn't have similarly iconic, but I think the big thing about, a big thing for Times of Grace is, like, it has this artwork as well that's, like, obviously burnt into everyone's brains and things like that. Yeah, definitely got the artwork tattooed on my arm. Yeah, so there you go. (laughs) 
um, but it yeah. is like I think that record too was maybe that that album was more the one that got them because this record was so important. Everyone else paid attention to the next one. At least that's the way I yeah yeah I yeah see that it. does make sense yeah. But for, I mean I think which I think it's quite funny now when like when I listen when I listen to this in full yeah you know a couple times the other day. This definitely is like another one of those albums that's like it is like a piece. The whole record is it's a you know it's a yeah it is a, an entire musical piece. It's not just yeah songs you know put together like oh song one song two they kind of you know they all come together and they transcend like like each song transcend tra- sorry transcends into the the next one perfectly and it was yeah it's very well curated as well which I do love too yeah well I think like. Have you, when the times that you've seen them, have they played much of this live? Um, I've got both set lists in my room. Um, <laughs> you, you have facts, you can tell me. Well, the, yeah, I know. Well, the last time I saw them, they played um, a lot of the new stuff of the latest record. But sure. the first time I saw them, they played a lot of stuff off on a found in the K, but they played still, you know, Loki Star, which is the song that, I always wanted to see live. I've never heard them play through Silver and Blood live. Um, But the first time I – sorry, the the second time I saw them in Melbourne, they opened with Lost, which is actually my favourite song by them ever, Mm. um, which is on Enemy of the Sun. But I thought that was pretty special because I never, ever thought they'd play that or I'd ever get to see it live. So, yeah. Yeah. I guess when I've seen them live, the um, set list has been – pretty mixed up which is great but i'd also love to see the record played from start to finish yeah well i was just i was like talking the other day about i feel like a lot of the records that people have been picking that i've been talking to about are records that are like the at least you know for the person talking about are the ones that they would like to see the whole piece performed or whatever yeah yeah and i mean i think I think a big thing for me, like a kind of a reason why I wanted to talk to people about stuff like this was just because, I mean, I think there's nothing better than putting on a record and just letting it play through. Like, I don't really, yeah. like, I don't think I listen to too many records if there's only a song or two that I like anymore. Like, Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm, I definitely agree. Like, and yeah. this record is just start to finish. I just yeah. don't want to turn it off and... They did do the 20th anniversary shows in America, which, of course, um, we missed out on, <laughs> like every other amazing tour that happens. But, sure. yeah, <laughs> hopefully one day. Well, you know, we, um, we'll we get something at some point. Who knows? Yes. Uh, maybe in two years. Yeah. <laughs> when, when we all get out of this. <laughs> um, I was, yeah, I was having, I was trying to think about what, like, my favourite song off it would be. Um, and, I mean, I think- like, despite having obviously heard Locust Star more than any other song, I think Purify is, like, my favourite yeah. song of it. And I, I don't know if it's because it's, like, maybe it's the most, like, stripped back sounding song on the record. Like, yeah. it, but it's, like, that that song to me, that's the song on this record that is, like, my, if I was to jump to a point, that would be the song that I would jump to kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I think an, another thing that I've that I sort of liked about Neurosis the whole time is that while they obviously have, you know, these really big songs, really long experiences, I suppose, 
I think something that I've always liked about seeing them live is like where they do play, you know, they, they have like a big long emotional part and then they'll yeah. play a song that is far more like simple and it seems to just like really like kick the teeth in of that part of the yeah. set as well. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. that's something that I've always like really liked about them. Um, and I guess is like, I, I suppose something that not everyone would associate with this band too is that like, I like, I, I think they still do really well at that real basic sort of metal do me metal songs as well. Yeah, do. Yeah. And it's like, they don't need to have every song as some monolithic journey. <laughs> I mean, every song is massive, but yeah. I guess, you know, the, the last record um, that they did is not, it's not as massive, but it's still very emotional. The, um, the five within, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> This is going to be the signifier of this episode. So sorry. No. It's, it's, <laughs> My galar is very loud. It gives um, this character having a galar. <laughs> yeah, like um, the last record is still quite massive just lyrically anyway. And as I said, I did see a lot of those songs perform live. And um, I did cry during a few of the songs because it was just so emotional. Um, yeah. Well, and as I said, yeah, earlier they just invoke – feelings and, and emotions that you didn't know that you had and, and they can harness the energy of every single person in the room and everybody is just so fixated on watching them. Mm. Were they, is this a band for you that like, have you like stuck through listening to the new records? Like are you, are you fine? Do you like the new records or do you find yourself sort of always referring back to the older stuff? Um, I actually do really like um, the last record they put out, mm -hmm. Fires Within Fires. Um, On a Sound in Decay as well, I actually really liked as well. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, actually, um, a lot of people, I guess a lot of people that I've, you know, reviews and stuff and, and people I've spoken to on the internet and, and friends um, have been on the fence about it. They either really like it or they just don't think it's as strong, but I just I don't really think it's a realistic expectation to put on them to bring out a record that's oh yeah that's as good as something that came out 20 years ago because yeah, obviously they're getting old and well and you can't inspirations you can't. And, and things are sort of changing and you know they're growing as people and whatever so yeah, yeah and you can't I, I still really love the the music they put out mm. well i don't think i mean i think it's a sort of an unfair expectation of bands as well that everything that they do is going to be like genre defining, you know, at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're, it's like, okay, well, they've already created this entire genre of music. They're not just <laughs> going to create another one. They're yeah. just going to st stick to what they're good at. And I just sort of view it as, as that, that they're just doing exactly what they're here to do and they do it very, very well. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think with, with that, that stuff's always interesting as well when people have, I mean, I like, not that I've, had any level of to compare it to personally but like i mean i even know that you know like with like i exist some you know a lot of the response that we had for our records was like oh your first record's the best one do that do that again and it's like yes. oh yeah cool i'll i'll just go and do exactly that again <laughs> all right exactly that but then people would say oh well this record just sounds exactly like the last one boring mm. next mm. So it's like, I think it's kind of hard. You kind of can't win either way. No, and I don't. I mean, I think me personally, like I've never, 
again, like uh, at the end of the day, like like anything, I mean, same like with photography and stuff as well. Like you're putting it out there for people to look at. It's not like it's, yeah. you know, someone is going to look at it at some point. So it is, there is an expectation of like an audience response to it. But at the same time, like- Yeah, exactly. I'm not actively <laughs> writing songs to like, you know- To, to please the people where yeah. just- as an artist, you're just doing what feels right for yeah. you, and that's fine. And if there's criticism, that's fine. But if people like it as well, that's also fine. Yeah. Have do you think? I mean, I suppose you know, with with you know, being a photographer and the, the work that you've done, does music? I mean, obviously, taking photos it shows is part of is part of doing that. But yeah, do, do you feel that music like this informs the art that you create as well? Definitely, and it also obviously influences the way that I shoot bands, but it also um, inspires me to shoot different landscapes as well because, you know, I can listen to a song and it'll just, you know, make me feel something and then I'll, you know, view my surroundings a little bit differently or it'll just make me start thinking, you know, just about everything and, and that can just create an idea in my head just through listening to music and Neurosis are definitely one of those bands and so are Sun. Um, Two really important bands to me that have definitely inspired a lot of the the work that I've personally done. Mm. And, yeah. Do you, like, do if you were to, like, I mean, again, I'm I'm not a photographer. I have got no idea. Um, <laughs> but like, but is like listening to music something that inspires you to go and do that, or is it something that reflects work that you've already done? No, it it definitely inspires me to actually create more. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, music's always been one of my biggest influences in terms of the own work that I create. Um, just because um, I've used this word a lot, but, you know, invoking feelings and emotions and, and everything like that can just start getting me to think. And, and yeah, ideas are literally just created from listening to a song. For example, um, I was listening to uh, Penn Temple and I was driving through the Blue Mountains and I just came up with um, an idea for a, an exhibition just simply through doing that. So, yeah. yeah. It's just those things where you kind of – I definitely like to think outside of the box and I'm definitely not a, a, a level-headed thinker. I, I do really like to think a bit more deeply, as cliche as that sounds. But, yeah, music is um, – it's not just important to me in terms of, you know, me just sitting around in my bedroom listening to music. It actually really helps me and my own work that I that I do. So, yeah. yeah. And when you – like, I mean, we can go back a little bit into it, but, like – when 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 did photography become a thing that you wanted to start like exploring? Was it something in school, or was it just something um, you always had an interest in? It was literally just me as a fourteen year old taking my camera to hardcore shows because I wanted to upload the photos to MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, I've always um, I've always done drawing, and um, I I always have sort of been creative, so. Um, it was a, a different outlet for me that I wanted to try and I just wanted to document my friends' bands and um, through that, you know, I started documenting just landscaping and portraits and stuff like that and 
um, went to commercial fashion for several years and now I've gone back to working with bands and just primarily focusing on landscape photography, which um, is far more um, in tune with what I personally like. So, yeah, it's... Um, it's been going on for quite a while, considering considering I'm almost thirty now. But yeah, it's yeah. been good. And do do you do you find that like doing those different things, like doing the fashion stuff and things like that as well, that's now informed the way you do things, or do, or was that an experience that you know was kind of just there to because of the the opportunities you had at the time? Um, it they. I mean, they were definitely great opportunities, but it's also helped me sort of um, in terms of how I handle my work and, and what I like to tolerate as well. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, I, I have certainly worked with some really amazing artists and magazines and, and just collaborated with some awesome people, um, you know, over the last couple of years. But I kind of just wanted to focus on work that is more meaningful to me and not meaningful to everybody else who was looking at it. Sure. Um, yeah, so it's um, – I've, I've always wanted to try new ideas and initially I was enjoying it, but I kind of got to a point where I just wanted to create solely for me and what I personally enjoy. Yeah. And yeah. Do, how do you think that that – having an experience like that then is now informed like taking live photos because obviously like taking live photos of bands in you know when you're 14 of hardcore bands is quite different to what you do now. yeah <laughs> um i guess it was just the starting point for me and you know i picked up a camera and i was like oh i actually really enjoy this and then yeah you know it was just this progressive thing that happened um unintentionally and um i'm i'm very thankful that you know i did pick up a camera and and start documenting things because I, I am a very visual person and um even my memory is more reliant on, on visual memory rather than just in my head so it's kind of always been there i guess um i just had to start doing it yeah right and yeah it's um it's been really fun and with doing with doing like the landscapes and stuff now, is that like do you do you find that's what's giving you the most joy in photography now? Or I'd say so. Yeah, like I, you know, I'm, I've always been heavily inspired by the Australian landscape, and um, again, working with bands and and mixing those two together. Um, you know, being a big fan of of music and being heavily inspired by the Australian landscape and, and loving it and, you know, just loving the bush in general. Um, yeah. It's sort of collectively putting my two favourite things together. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I think for me, one of the, I suppose, one of the hardest things that's always been a part of, like, uh, I guess, like, p playing music in that sense and trying to represent yourself artistically you really need you really do need to try and find people that you have common ground with and people that understand the yeah you know what you're trying to what you're trying to put across as well and i think yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's definitely like you know it's amazing when people have a level of you know place a lot of level of value and concern in making like a coherent 
looking at something like photography as art effectively is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot of people take photographers for granted as well. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of it, a lot of people don't view photographers as artists. Um, but I guess, you know, in my terms of, in, in me personally, I like to um, sort of direct all of my shoots mostly. Um, but I, you know, I love collaborating with artists and, and, you know, I mean, musicians and and people and stuff like that. But, um, you know, a lot of the, the ideas, I just, I like to just put an idea to life, essentially. And yeah. I just, you know, even in the music industry, um, sometimes photographers are really overlooked and overshadowed where, you know, we're the ones that document everything. And, and I think that documentation of music is so important. There's so yeah. many famous photos in you know, imagine if there was no photographers back in the 60s yeah, or the yeah. 70s or, you know, the first ever photos of Black Sabbath playing, you know, and we just had to rely on... People's memory. <laughs> people's memory. Like, you know, photography really is important and... Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think I think a big thing for me too is like it just even personally, um, it's a great way... Well, I mean, obviously, it's a great way to document the experiences you have, but then... You know, for me, without, I think like, I mean, a lot of my, like a lot of my life and a lot of the documentation of what I've done has been through playing music because there's photos of me playing different yeah. shows and photos of me with friends in different places and things like that. And it's- Yeah, exactly. It's it's really important not only to like, I get, you know, the image or the art that you're trying to create, but as well, just like my own sanity, I suppose, as well in terms of like- you know, rehashing and remembering things yeah. that I've done. And, and it's nice to reflect back on that. And, you know, I I probably reminisce a bit too much <laughs> because I like looking back on photos, but I'm such a visual person that I just naturally just take a lot of photos wherever I am, not 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 to post or for anything like that, just simply because I like to look back on them. Yeah. And I just like having that visual memory. Mm along with the thing that's in my head, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. It, like, I think as well, like, is there is there stuff you get, you still get excited about shooting now? Like, what, what are the things that you, you know, you get really revved up about getting to do? Um, honestly, like, working with new artists, um, always. Um, I'm always super thankful every time you know a musician reaches out to me and they want me to shoot for them or you know they want to collaborate with me um and there's been a lot of artists that you know I, I never thought I'd get the opportunity to work with or anything like that and even just going out into the bush and just taking photos and you know seeing a bird that I love or seeing a plant that I love is always really exciting to me and and the yeah. editing progress uh, the editing process is just as exciting as well so yeah yeah well i mean i think like i think for me with when i think about stuff like that too is just it's it's a really great way to progress how the band is perceived or how their art is perceived as well because yeah i mean if the if the you know if you're creating music for example if the then visual representation of that music gets worse over time then like like, I mean, just as, like, a, a rough example, but, like, that, yeah. that, like, atrocious new new version of Black Flag with the artwork that they had for that record, that's, like... I, ha- I actually haven't seen it. Oh, man. 
after this, have, have a quick Google and I'll look it up. Have a have a laugh for yourself. But like, just you know, when if a band, if a band's art or you know an artist representation gets, you know, one aspect of it starts getting worse, that's not a good compliment to the the part of it that's good. You know, so you want it to yeah, kind of grow and develop. Exactly. Too. Yeah, and it's you know, I just I like to see good photos. So you know, when a band has a good photo. And, um, you know, whatever, I'm, I'm probably a bit more inclined to, to listen to it. Not that, you know, a visual repre- representation is everything, but just me being a very visual person, I am just heavily reliant on just seeing good visuals and, and wanting to check something out. So, yeah. yeah. In, uh, in our current predicament being, you know, relatively locked up in, um, in homes and things like that, how are you yeah. how are you find how are you finding that in terms of trying to be creative and trying to still you know i guess fulfill that part of your interests yeah it's um it's been a bit difficult but today i did um take a couple of photos of just some foliage um in my living room and i just had an idea that i just wanted to put to life but at the same time i have lost all the work that i was most likely going to be doing this year and yeah it's been a bit tough but um also at the same time I know I I, you know I shouldn't beat myself up about not being productive because we're all in the same predicament at the moment so yeah yeah at least um you know everybody who's creative is kind of understanding what's you know what's going on right now and and we can just all be there for each other if we're feeling a bit shitty or or anything like that because um the feeling of not being productive can be a bit rough and a bit depressing, but yeah, I'm not the only one. So yeah, well, I mean, I think, and I, that, that's kind of like, I mean, it's not kind of like it is 100 percent the reason that I'm doing yeah. this again is because like I'm, you know, it's my uh, part of like how I exist as a human being is needing to see people and needing to talk to people about yeah. music and about stuff and going to shows and things like that, and how that that's all like eliminated. And I'm just sitting at home all the time. It's just driving me insane. Yeah, it's, 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 I've been at home for a week and, I mean, my day job, um, you know, not everybody is in a position where they can work from home. But, yeah. you know, I guess it's just, you know, if you've got a random creative idea that, you know, you want to bring back to life again or just something that you can do around home, I mean, you may as well just do it and that's what we're both doing yeah well yeah i mean i think for me like uh, like i was talking about the other day but i can't i i thought to myself like oh i'm just going to use this time and i'll just write heaps of songs like this will be great for me and i've had like no desire or inspiration to do anything time (laughs) to even feel inspired during a time like this and you know a lot of people can't do the things that make them feel inspired either so yeah well i mean and like i don't know what that is for me whether it's whether it is that interacting or whether it is like having band practices to the point where i'm like hearing stuff loud so it makes me want to do it more or whatever but like yeah yeah. i mean it, it i would say like yeah i'm definitely i'm definitely in a you know a very privileged position in the sense that i can do my job from home and my job's yeah. relatively secure at the moment and 
I mean, so I can't really complain, but at, at the same time, like, it is really difficult trying to reconcile that part of my brain that, you know, I mean, my job has nothing to do with what my interests are. <laughs> so, like, yeah. You know, it's- yeah, exactly. So, it, you know, it's it's hard when you to find that balance mm. where it's you trapped at home and you can't escape it. Yeah. Um, what's, I mean, I know it's current, it's been Sorry. quite, no, no, that's fine. It's, <laughs> it's been funny asking people this question, but I, I mean, I feel like it doesn't serve well if you don't do it, but what, what are the things that, you know, you're looking forward to doing and what are the things that, you know, you want to try and are still things you want to try and achieve? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm actually currently working on a new music project at the moment. So, you know that'll become a thing that is hopefully performed live. So thinking about stuff like that. um, Yeah, cool. Even just going to the shops, going shopping. (laughs) um, I do want to put on an exhibition, which I had been planning on doing this year, but it's definitely going to be next year now. Um, But that'll sort of give me a bit more time to, to plan it and honestly just... I feel like I took going to shows for granted because now I I really would love to just go out and go to one and yeah. see people yeah, and see people who I don't really speak to or and, and just you know general things that yeah we we definitely do take for granted even just going to a cafe and sitting down and having coffee with a friend that you haven't seen for a while yeah oh, no, just I simple think- things like that that kind of. When, it, when it's taken away from you, you realize how much you actually do appreciate it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think like, you know, initially when this first started happening, I was like, hey, I'll be fine. I'll just talk to people on the phone or I'll, I'll do things like this. <laughs> and then and then now, like every day, if like, you know, I would just kill to just go and sit with someone. For like yeah. And I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm not even heavily social, like social, but. I guess everybody needs that human interaction and, yeah. and that face-to-face human interaction is really important. Mm. Well, you know, I guess all we can do is hope that at some point soon we go back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, God. <laughs> Who knows? All right. Well, um, I'm not going to take up too much more of your time talking about this stuff. So, thank you for um, chatting to me about this record and about- That's okay. Yourself. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. Well- Maybe let's uh, talk about another record another time. Rosie's um, saying goodbye as well, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> a great feature of this episode. Uh, oh, gosh. Sorry. A local galah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for doing this. No worries.